0: Hey everyone, before we start today's show, I have a major, major announcement. My new book, The Gap, The Little Space Between What You Know and Don't Know, is now available for pre-order wherever you get your books. You just go over to Amazon, go over to Barnes & Noble, type in Vigliotti, The Gap, The Gap, Douglas Vigliotti, I don't know, search for however you'd search for your book and you'll be able to find it. I would love for you to be a supporter and pre-order it early. If you still wanna know more information about the book, there's a couple different ways that you can find it. You can go to douglasvigliotti.com backslash the gap. You'll be able to read the summary and see some of the amazing blurbs I've had, or you could just go back to episode 30 of It's Not What It Seems and listen to part one of a two-part interview on the book. Either way, I hope to have your support, and I'm sure you're going to hear much more about it in the coming weeks, coming months. So now, let's get on with the show. But don't forget to go pre-order the book. Okay, now let's get on with the show. So have you ever wondered why I do what I do? My name is Doug Vigliotti, and welcome to It's Not What It Seems. What's up, everyone? Thank you for tuning in today. This episode of It's Not What It Seems is going to be a very special episode. Today is a solo episode. Maybe this is your first time tuning in. If so, you should know solo episodes are just audio articles designed to get you to think a little differently and be more open-minded. They're kind of like miniature audiobooks. You can follow them word for word on my website, DouglasVigliatti.com, where they were originally published under whatever the title of the article is. So today's title is Why I Do What I Do, A Manifesto. It was originally published in March of this year, 2019. So why is this episode so special? Well, this will be the last ever audio article episode. I know, I know. But I thought this one would be A particularly important one to end on. For right now, the only episodes moving forward will be the author interviews and the book club episodes. So, in this article, I aim to do one thing ensure you know the reason why I write my articles in books and podcasts for that matter. It's just really, really important to me that my intention is crystal clear to you. I think you'll see why as you listen to this article, plus, the article threads in a few extremely important messages. Of course, I'd still love to hear your thoughts about this or any of the articles or any of the episodes, for that matter. So please don't hesitate to reach out to me. You can either head over to my website, DouglasVigliotti.com, to contact me, or come follow me on Instagram at DouglasVigliotti. That's at DouglasVigliotti. It's my most active social media platform. Now enjoy today's article titled "Why I Do What I Do: A Manifesto." When I first started writing online in early 2016, I was absolutely convinced I was here to help the world be ethical salespeople. I wanted people to help, not sell. After all, that was what I knew. You could read more about that on my website. But as I started to read, write, and create more, I found myself being pulled more and more toward my natural thoughts. Not things I considered work, But things I innately and constantly think about. It wasn't long before I convinced myself I needed to share those ideas with the world. The ideas that inspire me. The ideas that I hope will inspire you too. You might not agree with everything I write. But I'm not trying to be right or wrong. I take my work more seriously than I take myself. I realize my fallibility and irrationality. I've documented my imperfections before and will certainly again in the future. I laugh, I cry, I complain, I try my best, I do it all over again. You see, if everyone agrees with what I write, I'm likely not pushing hard enough. Sure, this might mean I'll take a couple casualties along the way. I'm okay with that. I'm just sharing what I've observed, considered, and researched. I'm sharing what I have evidence to support. That means sometimes the door is left wide open. Other times, just a crack. Sometimes shut but unlocked, but never locked. Okay, maybe sometimes locked. In any case, you always have a standing invite to knock with just one caveat. Do you have good intentions? Maybe that goes back to my beginnings. Help me, don't sell me. What is the motive behind your compelling case? Why do you want me to believe it? What are your interests? What is your intention? For me, intention is everything. I've heard screenwriter Aaron Sorkin share how he pleaded to keep the opening scene of the social network as Mark Zuckerberg getting drunk on a screwdriver rather than a beer. Sorkin knew Zuckerberg was angrily drunk creating face mash. It was only after the scene had been shot that he learned Zuckerberg had in fact been drinking beer. David Fincher, director of the film, pressed him to change it. And ultimately, they did, but not before Sorkin pled his case. The screwdriver is so much more cinematic. It reads as drinking to get drunk, as opposed to a college kid just thirsty, so I'm drinking a beer. What does it matter? Why the authenticity just for authenticity's sake? I'd never have him shooting up instead of drinking. That's entirely different. But we know that he's drunk. What does it matter what he's drunk on? Sorkin is more concerned you understand intent over just truth. He even says about his work, it's meant to be a painting, not a photograph. I can only hope one day I create work that lands like Sorkin's, but like Sorkin, intention is the most important thing for me. Intention is my general through line. My intention is to help you think differently, live better, and to be more open-minded. I often find myself thinking about people, musicians, fictional characters, randoms, whomever really, and speculating about their lives, their journeys, their relationships, emotions, and behaviors, their interactions with the world. How did they get here? What did they have to give up? What drove them to this point? What does everyone seem to be missing? Where does the act end and the person start? I could go on and on, but it's really just an utter fascination with the human condition. When you think about these things all the time, you begin to see dots, Connect dots and spot trends. Certain things just keep popping up over and over again. As you begin to research those dots and trends, you'll recognize subtle nuances. Nuances that get you thinking a little differently. Nuances that help you live better. Nuances that make you more open-minded. Sometimes they're glaringly obvious. Sometimes they're hidden in plain sight. Sometimes they're unseen by nobody. I hope I could find a couple of those. That would be good for the both of us. This is largely what I write about and share with you. You'll often see multiple points threaded through one of my articles. I typically don't write in a straight line. Why do I want you to think differently, live better, and be more open-minded? The short answer is almost everything is not what it seems. The long answer is that at our core, we're all trapped. We're all held captive by our own perspective. We only know what we know. This perspective ends up dictating our life, career, location, friends, partners, and I can go on and on and on. The tragic story of Tim Bergling is a jarring reminder. Wait, Tim who? A world-famous DJ known to most as Avicii catapulted to success at an early age. A young, impressionable, and confused 19-year-old. Just like you or I. People telling him how great he is, what he needs to do, where he needs to be, what makes sense for his life. It all happened so fast. Hit records, private jets, exotic locations, and packed arenas. Not like you and I. Just one problem, though. An identity he didn't even want, yet was forced to live every day as the world clamored over his every move. An identity that was only fortified with every song, set, and appearance. An identity that made him retire at age 27. In a retirement letter, he said, I know I am blessed to be able to travel all around the world and perform, but I have too little left for the life of a real person behind the artist. It was an identity that left even him saying, tim who here's what i know the story you're not telling yourself is just as real as the one you are i guess you could call that a door locked idea i really believe in it this is why i am such an advocate for reading it extends your perspective alters your reality and reminds you about the endless amount of stories you could be telling yourself some might suggest a life of ignorance is easier this is a totally plausible idea Personally, I've thought about it many times. I could think of a few compelling arguments. You might be able to convince me. It's the people that live a life dedicated to close-mindedness, totally convinced their way is the right way, a life of defending rather than exploring. That's the group I have my biggest struggle with. If that's you, I'll ask you to consider one question. What will it take for you to change your mind? Seriously, what will it take The power to change your mind is one of the greatest aspects of being human. It always baffles me to see people give up that power so easily. Please don't give up that power. Maybe you are left thinking, but Doug, Avicii still has millions of dollars. He could do whatever he wants. I'd challenge you to look past whatever subjective metric you hold in your head and understand that everyone fights their own battle. Well, because they do, and that metric in your head is subjective. There's not a more glaring example of how faulty this thinking is than how Avicii's story ends. A glaring example that money is nothing more than a subjective metric, which we falsely think means well-being. He committed suicide in 2018. Of course, I could have ended this article with the triumphant story of the world famous DJ who battled his way out of poverty, a classic rags to riches story, who now eats caviar rather than ramen noodles, the one who changed his life through grit and determination, the one on the front cover of that magazine, the one who's an inspiration to millions of people around the world. But you've heard that story before. I want you to think differently Live better and be more open-minded. Wait, before you go, I used to ask people to rate and review the podcast because it helps people find the show and it helps the show in general. But what I realized was this was kind of self-serving. And sure, I put a lot of work in the podcast and I care a lot about it. But honestly, I don't really care if you rate it or review it, although I'd be honored if you did. What I truly care about is if you actually do like it, so you're inspired by it or you tune back in and you're excited to listen to the episodes, that you share it with somebody else. Tell a friend, family member, or a colleague. This happens to be a much straighter line to helping the show and helping other people find the show. But that's all I've got. I promise my rant is over now. Thank you so much for listening and your ongoing support.